there, welcome to Freedom's Voice. This is Freedom speaking. Thank you for choosing a fairy tale. In this, its second story, you have chosen about Lena and the Willow. I hope you enjoy this story. And know that each week I'll be adding a segment to the episode. Enjoy. Chapter 1 March Winter This story goes all the way back to 2014. I was 11 years old. Some say that that winter was mostly warm, but not me. I was staying with Grandma B for health reasons, who I've never seen before. Back then, she lived in a tiny, really tiny town two hours away, North Toronto, Canada. It was March, and me, as a southern girl, was not prepared at all for such weather. Everyone around wore a light sweater and what I call a medium warm jacket, and many wore scarves as well. Me, on the other hand, was full clothed with thermic underwear and a winter jacket, a big brown jacket with plastic and fake fur, and it alone weighed like nine pounds. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was just crazy. It looked like a grizzly ate me, and I thought, well, if that comes to happen, then at least I'll be warm. Mother B, as I call my grandma now, had so much fun laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, she was laughing at me so hard and so often that I had to learn to laugh of myself as well. Being with her was effortless and simple as breathing. We understood each other and we loved each other. Back then, she was still a big woman with a big heart, big smile and big arms, which surrounded me every once during daytime. She was truly a lovely woman. Chapter 2 April Spring had sprung After three weeks, I was really at home with Grandma B. And at the end of April, spring had sprung. Flowers of iridescent, once invisible colors, bloomed inside our garden. That year, I helped her to water it, and the scent of the flowers is one I remember forever. She told me a story about the willow across the creek, just five minutes walking from our garden, deep into the woods. Come, child! Have you heard a story about the willow? Um, no, I, I haven't. 
What is about that willow? Oh, it's just not any willow. It's that willow. <laughs> oh, don't laugh, the child. It's true. Come closer. That tree is a door. Can you hear them, child? <laughs> they just dropped the jaw in the ground. <laughs> it is said it's the door to a fairyland where gardens prettier than this bloom the whole year and the sunlight is one of rainbow colors. The Queen Fairy. Nefiti and his king, the most radiant man you'll ever see. <laughs> but that's the thing. <laughs> He's not a man at all. He is a fairy. That's secure. He's responsible for the protection of the real. In that moment, she stared at me as if it was the most important thing she'd ever said to anyone. That night, I told the story to my mom, who was in Phoenix. She said that I should not listen to the other woman, that Grandma B was always living in the clouds, and that the willow doll was nothing but fantasy. We hang, and I went to sleep with that beautiful fantasy living within me. Chapter 3 May Honeybee From the moment that Grandma told me about the allegedly magical willow, a burning curiosity was seated within me. I wanted to see up close if something fantastic was happening there. I told to Grandma B and she agreed to walk me there, only because it was too dangerous to try it on my own, as she said. As it was and remains a tree, just a tree, deep into the woods. Come, darling. As you can see, fairies are asleep. Let's go home. But I don't want to go home. Oh, please, Lena. Come, darling. Your mama wouldn't like to know that I brought you here. Why? Fairies are kind and good. You said that yourself the other day at dinner. I know, I know. They are. It's just... She worries about your health. That you are here only to get better and uh, being out in the wild is not what doctors would like. Oh, doctors, you said? <laughs> doctors said I need fresh air humid and just fit the description. Oh, no, no. Well, 
It does, right? <laughs> Many years went by, and I still remember the gleam in her eye as she winked. Would you bake honey bread for me? As sweet as there is, child. Under that agreement, we left the goods, and we never returned. But I did. I realized that if I truly wanted to see the other side, I would have to seek it on my own. The next day, at twilight, with grandma's bee napping, I took a flashlight and some honey bread as an offering to the fairies. When I was about to leave, the safety of the garden became unsure. Lucky me that the last walking honeybee appeared before my eyes and I knew she was leading the way ahead. Chapter 4 Into the Woods Many has been told about the woods that some lose their mind, some find themselves, some get lost to never be found, and some return as heroes. Back then, the thought of who I was never really came to mind, which is funny because it was all that really mattered back then. As you know, I followed the way shown by the working honeybee, which later on became my dear friend. But first things first. I arrived, as expected, to the willow. The tree was lighted up from within and surrounded by a thousand fireflies. I heard them. The fairies invited me to cross, so I did it. I climbed through the branches, deep and high, until there was no more ground below or sky above, and all that I could see was a glowy, yellowy and orange light that lived there inside the willow. I moved as forward as possible until I couldn't, I got stuck. When a blinding, warm light appeared, dissolving the wood and the world around me. When I opened my eyes again, I was there. I was truly, really there. Chapter 5 The Rainbow Sun Grandma B was right. The fairy land was real, with a sweet scent that reminded me of fresh gardenia, roses, and somehow a freshly baked waffle. Yes, a waffle. 
delicious the golden warm air was. My eyes took several moments to adjust to this unknown expression of light. The sun was nowhere to be found as I remained deep into the woods with tall branches that weaved themselves together. Nevertheless, the light was so potent that I soon recognized that the trees around rocks and soil itself had a shine to it. <laughs> then I understood why the story tells that in the fairyland the sun is a rainbow color one. Each thing in there could shine its own color. I looked at my arms and with shock I noticed I was sparkling too, with the most delightful golden shimmer. I heard something then, a singing, ringing voice in my ear. said how what do you mean I am looking all this beauty around of course my eyes are open and then suddenly there they were there I saw them looking at me tiny probably a perfect fit for my tiny still childish hand she was the most exquisite creature I had ever seen her skin was a soft yet vibrant green with a silver shimmer. Her wings were just like the dragonflies, but wider, like three times that size. <laughs> Gorgeous. The other was all silver, and her eyes were like sapphire blue and sparkling stars. I saw in them, even when I was at least five feet apart. Just their presence meant a warm welcome. The green, sparkling creature came closer. I realized she was about two and a half inches old. Follow me, she said with her singing voice. The queen call you here, and I saw meet. I followed her through the woods. I could hear the birds singing, the river running, and the view was simply put, marvelous. Chapter 6 Old friends, new friends. I followed the way shown by the green and silver fairy. We walked and was rejoiced with all the beauty of the land. We finally arrived at a clear of wild daffodil. There, in the middle, 
was a huge tree within a big, seemingly empty and dark space started to shine and from that place a marvelous iridescent light bright white, yellow, orange and in pink tones appear dazzling then a form emerged it was like <laughs> I imagine five inches tall I say imagine because I can't really say sometimes she seems so small to me like three inches tall but some others I believe she was half of my size so yeah this magnificent fairy she was without a fraction of doubt the Queen of Fiddy the queen of all fairies. She had huge, marvelous butterfly wings. Her skin was changing color, so I really can't say anything other than a constant shine came from her. What I do remember, clear as day, was her vibrant red and magenta long hair and her peaceful black eyes. She saw me, and an electrifying force flow through my spine. Then she spoke directly to me. Our scout led the way for you to find us, said the Queen Nefiti. I was astonished, like, uh, yeah, a beast showed me the way. It makes kind of sense that she walks with the fairies. I thought at first, um, then Queen Nefiti spoke again. I just call her to join us. Then a spectacular jelloed skin fairy appeared before me. She was smaller than the rest of them, just one inch tall. Her wings were like bee wings, and her long wavy black hair made her, to my eyes, the most beautiful fairy of them all. Then I understood she was indeed the bee who showed me the way. I understood that fairies can truly shapeshift. Then Queen Fiddy spoke to me once again. I have called for you because we need your help. Chapter 7 Unresolved She explained it all too well. There was a darkness, as she called it, infiltrated within their community, and I, as a human, 
could be exposed to it without being deadly hurt. I explained then to Nefidi, the queen, how I had some, um, well, health issues and wasn't sure if I could do it. I believe in you, she said as she flew towards me and took my hand. Great, how could I deny that request? She is the queen of the fairy realm. Nevertheless, she was so unclear of what was hurting the real that I had no idea where to begin looking. Lucky me, Honeybee was always there for me and as I earlier mentioned, she became one of my closest friends. Okay, focus. Come within. That's what she said. Queen Ephidi said to find darkness. No, no, no. To find the darkness here in this realm, you must look inside or, or within. Something among those light. Right, honeybee? Yeah, of course it was. I just have no idea where to begin or how. Okay, I will just concentrate. Yes, I'm concentrating, I'm concentrating. Uh, this is useless. <sighs> yeah, it is. It just... Uh, I don't know how to figure this out. I've been sitting here for hours now. Hours? Then something strange happened. I saw a shadow. It was not darkness itself, it was just shadow. It was grey and it looked heavy. A poor creature, filled with suffering, I saw. I can tell you exactly what it is. It wasn't human or fairy at all. It was something in between. My heart dropped and I felt so much sadness for this lost creature and I was also scared so I said honeybee honeybee we have to rush back to the tree where Queen Ophelia is so we did it that night we came back and we slept by the tree of Queen Ophelia Cowardly, maybe, but it was frightening and I was 
still alone in an unknown world. But at least I had honeybee with me.